You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Fatime Burns. Fatime, thanks so much for talking with me today. And thank you so much for having me. I appreciate that. Fatime, we're talking about your show that's up now at high noon um, in New York, and it's called Subcutaneous, and I, I love that title, and um, I've been to the show, enjoyed the show. Uh, can you tell me a little bit to begin with about that title, Subcutaneous? It, I mean, to me, it means, you know, kind of below the surface, uh, which hints at something, but what, is that, what does that mean to you, uh, Subcutaneous? Um, well, thank you very much for visiting the show, and also it's always wonderful to be able to talk about, you know, the intentions. Um, the title of the show basically um, refers to an underlayer, of course, of the skin, the third layer. And the way it came about is uh, within the past uh, 10 years, I have had focused on different aspects of what's happening around me, starting from uh, being an immigrant to what does it, what does a home mean? How do we link or separate from each other? And uh, most importantly, my community. And I have a studio downtown Los Angeles and I'm part of uh, different um, uh, collab- collaborations and collectives and so forth. And um, somehow uh, what became more interesting to me, it, it was looking at connections and the commonality in a very general sense that as being people, human, and then um, the differences, and that is not talking about anything very subjective or, or actually the uniqueness of who we are as individuals, but mainly about how we just share the same things that is very fundamental. And I am quite uh, taken by circumstances about housing, you know, uh, some uh, differences in how the society is classified, um, how we provide services, everybody. There are many different things that are not political, but it's just, um, it's so preoccupying for me that in a, in a sense, Maybe I'm a sentimentalist. Actually, I've been accused of that in 1980s. And um, and then what I think that regardless of what we see that connects us all is as simple as that tissue, those veins, that circulation, the nerves. I mean, we are beings. So I know it sounds kind of <laughs> very, <laughs> very uh, naked. But, and then... Um, every time um, I look at a word, term, uh, a circumstance of a condition, it always seems to connect to something else, and that's how I actually learn things. And Sactinius is, yes, it starts how I see us as all being connected. And uh, there is um, a very known uh, poet, uh, Iranian uh, poet who 
we just uh, Sadi, who talks about uh, we are all connected as member of one body. And so I grew up with that sentiment. And so I think that's where the title comes from. And of course, there are so many other, uh, it's like beating a necklace. Um, the thread is very basic. It's about human nature and how we perceive each other's experiences or even think about it or aware of it. And um, and and I hope I explained. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that, that that's kind of beautiful too. The sense of connection that that's true. We all have um, to talk about these paintings uh, that were in here, and um, I mean, there's a variety of materials in here: handmade paper. One of the the, the bigger pieces, Goddess of Discord which is also a really interesting title. The, the thing that, that seems so fascinating about your work, especially when I see it in person, is that um, initially it looks entirely abstract, or that's how it looked to me. But then when you come up closer, there seems to be uh, something like um, uh, shapes or a story happening in there. Are these creatures? Are these people? Sometimes it's more direct than other times. But to talk about this one, um, to begin with, Goddess of Discord, uh, this also has this feeling of almost like we're looking into a being, but there's there does seem to be something happening there that, that's uh, almost uh, kind of surrealist, but there's things that and objects that we see that could be anything from umbrellas to legs that seem to all be growing together. Is, is that also how, how you see it? Um, I, I may I have to first explain myself conceptually because um, I th- I think of discord or chaos a sense of a sense of harmony and balance because maybe even my own life when you look at fragments or how everything uh, uh, comes together and and it ultimately at the end of it is about uh, a sense of uh, balance and harmony. And and that's what happens in the paintings because I don't really illustrate. I work on different layers, materials, and um, even type techniques and uh, process of uh, application that it really shouldn't be happening at the same time or within the same body or in the same context. But the the challenge of making them speak with one another to be in the same conversation and at the end of it you may walk away from it, it even if it won't make sense but they uh, evoke a, a sensation and that's what it is important to me and and in that piece uh, of course when I painted the piece. Um, or was working on it, uh, there were so many things happening at the time, especially with uh, uh, the circumstances in Iran uh, with the Iranian woman. And, um, and, and at the time that I would look outside of my studio or walk out and uh, within an hour of the time difference, what's really happening on the streets with our homeless uh, society 
community in Los Angeles that I call that houseless community rather than homeless community. And then many other things. And you hear on the news, you know, from um, uh, shootings. And it, it, it's, it's just, this is, this is my life. This is what I experience every day and I take in. And then through processing it, um, it, it's just into different stages. I read about it. I said I tried to make sense of it, and I still haven't. But then, when I come to the painting, it seems like the beads I was saying—they're all falling to the same thread, and that would be the painting. So, um, I'm I'm just hoping at the end of it, either painting wins, which is always painting wins. Uh, something will come out of it that could create a conversation or some form of curiosity uh, for the audience, for the viewer. So, um, and so the uh, goddess of uh, uh, chaos or discord, which is actually discord, it, it references, it's, uh, it's my conversation with what's happening uh, in the world and is out loud. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I like the idea that, that that painting always wins in a sense, and and, and you know, to the, the next one is is perhaps like that. There was uh, a much smaller work in there. It was just a large work we were talking about. There was one called Love War, um, a beautiful painting. Um, I think one of my favorites there, and it's um, this one's oil and spray paint, but it's it's uh, it has a lot of layers to it, and and it almost looks like this kind of uh, something flying in the air, but the colors are, are are just you know amazing. It looks almost like lava in there. Um, is is this almost like the kind of resolution you're talking about that painting um, can can accomplish this kind of love war? Um, I think that um, contradiction, that duality, always exists in my work. And because um, it, it's it's just how I I think how everything is, you know. I've I've always trying to think what one and in the process of the painting too. Uh, sometimes the work just uh, look really raw and unattractive, and of course my background is I'm trained as a classical painter and teaching classical art and all the everything that academia teaches you and and then for so long through the history of my um, art making uh, being in a company of such an amazing other artists who there were mainly a group of men who were from you know hard edge to more abstract or abstract expressionist and I went through this phase in the 80s that I really wanted to paint like a man, and then how to be precise and start loving geometry and then referencing to Iranian Islamic art and all of this stuff. It just That's what I mean with, with the chaos. They're all just there. And then somehow uh, at this point is through the painting, I've uh, come to a point that I allow it to come forward. And in the past, I would make a conscious decision of not painting figure or not to allow my ability of working as a miniature artist or my love for geometry or any of it to, to, to become prominent because 
I really had uh, an opinion of what I wanted to do and how I wanted to be perceived. But that has changed. And so what I mean by painting women is I think painting, it becomes an extension of my experience and how I'm processing the world that is a continuous, uh, again, is ongoing, and how I'm hoping to stay in a conversation because, um, and that does not have to necessarily be with my peers, but I love to, I think that's what it is for. I mean, I make the work for it to be seen. <laughs> and, right, of um, course, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so interesting talking about those tensions. And um, there's another work in there called Under My Skin, which was one of the first that really pulled me into what seemed like a kind of multiple universes here. You know, again, this one feels kind of atmospheric, could be a landscape, could be completely abstract. But when you come up closer, and particularly in that one, it was the lower left-hand corner, we see figures and then something that could be ladders. And this is also made with um, piano rolls on canvas. So there, there seems to be a, a number of illusions here, but it, but it struck me as something of a, this one more than the other two we've talking, uh, talked about, and this is just my reading of it, but that there's something of a, a narrative in here, or a journey happening. Is that just me or is that part of the room you leave? Um, I, I think you're absolutely right because this particular piece I had a show at Hyman in the 1980s and I, I, the majority of my uh, collages are handmade and of course there's why and how that's such a different story about it but the piano rolls and also patterns of books all the, I, I started collecting them because I am illiterate in music, and everyone in my family are musicians. And when I first saw a piano roll, I fell in love with those cutouts and even the fragments of uh, the poetry, um, uh, uh, the lyrics, and I'm a, I'm a poet trained in Persian poetry. And then something happened and I loved them and I collected them and when the first opportunity came to put them in a series, I used those piano rolls. And um, and then the other side of the painting, I also work with materials that probably they carry meaning for me. And I work with pigments and acids and some construction materials when I built homes for the artists, you know, in my art colony lost their homes or and so forth. So they carry some meanings, and at times I'm afraid to talk about it because the moment people hear the word acid, they go, oh, you mean you have acid breathing on your paintings in an environment? Like, no, you know, I'm an educator, archival, safety. All of those protocols have taken in consideration. But, um, but those layers do exist, and that particular painting and uh, the figures come through from these loose, happy people in a garden uh, out in the background or this acid rain, green acid rain turning into probably something botanical or seeds. And also the frequent emergence of figures of mother and child, which, again, the meaning of... <laughs> 
being eternal has also changed for me because I'm always about Passovers, and uh, and you can see these uh, uh, two images uh, in this almost central area, and so yeah, they're they all are in a symphony. I'm hoping that they are. So there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of symbolism. So you're saying that. I mean, between the paper rolls and, and, and so many other things you've just right. said, there's an awful lot of symbolism in here that is um, personal. Well, there are some symbolisms that I think, yes, they're very collective, very subjective. And there are symbolisms that they're actually ahead of myself because they're subconscious and um Things come true. I actually find my forms and images with the exception of if I have a material and then I want to work something into the composition. Composition at times is just uh, this really fun play but frustrating play because, oh, you can't work surface against the texture or composition. Um, I'm, I'm a product of academia and... and um, as much as I want to be free of it, it's there. <laughs> it, you know, right. you, you can't me. quite be free of it. Yeah, once you have the language. Exactly. But I do play, so I, I I don't like to be comfortable in a sense because the moment I feel very comfortable, um, the conversation kind of stops, and I like the excitement of uh, trying to find. Is almost like finding treasures or being in spaces that I'm trying to discover new spaces. But then again, is it, is, is, is a place that um, is in correlation to what, what I care as an, a social activist. I'm not political, but as a social activist, what's happening out there, what preoccupies me, but my playtime is, is running around in that uh, sort of atmosphere. In that space. I'm a poet. I'm a visual poet. And um, yeah, well, and that I, makes that, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. No, I mean, go go on. And you and you. Um, did I did I cut you off? I wanted to speak about the one other one, my backyard, um, which is also small. And there's a series of small ones in there, but this one. Um, you know, has I guess speaks to a number of the things that you were just saying, but it it also has um, a lot of specific imagery in here. It looks like uh, a building, a construction, wheels, cars. We see what looks like ground and sky. Um, yeah, feels this one feels very mm-hmm. unusual. And many, many of them. <laughs> what? Well, um, yes, you're absolutely right. I mean, these particular all the smaller series like pieces are from a quilt, a series called Crossovers, that there are 195 pieces. And I think I'm maybe at 85 or 90, something like that. And they started in 2016 or, or 17, actually, based on uh, immigration. And that Spain has its own narrative. I will be happy either if you have time to explain it. But so each piece is separate. But they're all part of this ongoing series. And, and stories, or I, I was raised partially in a factory and um, from a very uh, kind of 
just soap opera-ish dramatic history background from being very young to adolescent. And um, and it's actually, and uh, it's always there, the machines. And uh, <laughs> I played with them as toys, you know, earrings, metal shavings, and so forth. And then I find perils. I think what I do, I find how that images that I remember connects to downtown LA. Maybe downtown Los Angeles has such a sentiment for me because it always, these images, just even the, the smell, the, the, everything, it connects. It, it just, I see the world in one place. And I do the same in photography in series that I try to find commonalities, overlaps, perils, because I think that brings the world closer in a, a more of it. It gives me a more sense of internal balance to, to be present. Yeah, I love that idea. These are very poetic ideas. Um, you know, as, as, as we discuss them, the way they sound to me, um, uh, and, and of course, it's because you also you you are a poet, as you say, a visual poet. Um, that makes sense to me. It's wonderful talking about this, and I, I really, really enjoyed the show. I want to ask you one more off-topic question before we go, which is, uh, what are you reading at the moment? I'm always curious. <laughs> well, um, probably you have, by by this moment, knowing that I, I'm kind of very eclectic and all over the place, and it's all about bringing something together. I'm so preoccupied right now with... Uh, human rights and really um, what are from uh, political rights to what is just uh, humans right by actually birth where what who are we I mean what are rights and then I remember I like read I would read uh, this spirit of laws Montesquieu and and I, I, I have been revisiting aspects of that, and I'm reading again, going on, and, you know, uh, looking at Jean-Jacques Rousseau because I, I found like, oh, you know, he, he was, he believed in really ultimate good. <laughs> and there was so much controversy about his way of thinking. I think of myself as an idealist with the exception of, I don't think there's actually a formula of anything to change the world. And but but I do believe in uh, awareness. I do believe in knowing what's happening and connecting. So I, I do. I've been reading some of these books again, and the way I study. I don't want to say study, but um, maybe I'm such a <laughs> Academian, I used to read for pleasure a lot, but I can't do that as much anymore. So when I read them, um, since English is my second language and there are so many things that I don't really know, when I come across a term or a concept, that really helps me to learn from that about something else. So... um, it's very helpful to me. Some of them are, uh, you know, and there's another book was, uh, I read part of it. I didn't never finish it called Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance and and like Dancing Boonie Masters is 
and I'm rereading them because I want to see how different I think and how I can recontextualize or even re-examine something that I've learned probably or read about maybe 20 years ago and uh, versus now. Yeah, that sounds fascinating and, and it makes sense to me. There's, um, I, I, I want to thank you for talking with me today. Uh, and thank you for the opportunity. I really, really appreciate that. And You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.